Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 29th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. I'm still battling this cold. Uh, had a Aww. great day. Had a great day yesterday. You know, you wake up every morning and you hope it's gone, but it's and then you, you know you get. I this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, feel pretty good. Our, our kids slept through the night. You know, I felt pretty good, and I and then sure enough, the the cough and everything's still there. So, yeah. um, but I had a great day yesterday. I went and saw uh, Golden Gate Park, which is a little par three course in, in the middle of San Francisco that got redone by Jay Blasey. Um, have to say, it was really cool. It's just, you know, you see all these projects, these like, you know, oh, they're spending 20 million here, 30 million here. And this is like a first tee project. They spent, you know, two and a half million dollars. They completely reimagine this par three course in the heart of san francisco and uh it's gonna be 22 bucks for people to play so it's like you know what like it's 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 always nice when you go you know you, you get a little bit different feeling when you leave there than when you play one of the you know great exclusive clubs in america and it's a much better feeling when you leave uh leave a place that like all all sorts of people are going to get to play that's really cool all right there we go. What is that? That is Muni update. Muni Wednesday update. Just there. a little feel good. You're feel ju- good. You're just so coastal. You're such a coastal elite. You're like a San Franciscan now. You've abandoned your roots in Chicago. What do you mean? Uh, you just like all you care about is San Francisco golf now. Your little Muni's up there. Your your Marin County, this, that, and the other. You're basically a coastal elite at this point. What are you but you know who about? hasn't forgotten his Chicago roots is Luke Donald, who's gonna go. <laughs> He's going to go, I don't think since mid-90s, Michael, have we seen a Chicago and had to go into a hostile New York crowd like this and try to take back, try to win on foreign soil, win behind enemy lines. Uh, Luke Donald coming back, going to represent Chicago and Europe at Beth Page And Northwestern. Black. Northwestern. And Northwestern. Northwestern, the purple, uh, the cats. They're going bowling. The Northwestern's going bowling despite With losing their- Fitzy. Interim turned, you know, permanent coach. So um, that worked out for them, I think. They didn't have to spend a bunch of money on a buyout and then a new coach and an interim. I think that worked out for Northwestern. So, um, yeah, Luke Donald renamed captain. I don't have a lot to say. This is going to be whip around Wednesday. That is kind of breaking as we as we record. But uh, I thought we were going to lock in and do a real serious uh, hero hero preview you know break down who we think we can win odds um storylines for the hero one thing one thing no no bullshit one thing i'd like to implement next year you know we've been a gambling podcast we do a lot of things we've dropped the ball we haven't we haven't been been a gambling pod lately we've forgotten we've dropped the ball in the fall we haven't been doing picks or anything i mean think about all the people the thousand people that are that are carving out time to listen to our picks, and we just abandoned them without, well, you know. 
we need our off season to review the data, build kind of build the database for next year. All right, <laughs> we, we want to make sure we're sharp for next year. But we, we're versatile: gambling, fruit, poultry, golf courses, whatever it is. I think next year I'd like to implement. I think you need to become a mock draft uh, artist, a mock draft expert. I got one today. I see Bears one and five taking Caleb and a tackle from Notre Dame. One and I four. Think you, all right. Well, the one I saw was five. And I thought, we need to start doing this weekly. We're going to have a mock draft, NFL mock draft. Just piss off the people in Australia and England who hate the Bears-Browns talk every Monday during the fall. Let's add mock draft experts. All right. You know, just go a mile want, wide and an inch deep on all this stuff. You want me what? to react to the to the, to the the draft? You know, it's it's hard. I'm like rooting for Justin Fields. Just if If we could somehow not have to pick a quarterback number one, like the amount of the the amount of talent we could have on the roster that that's all under the pretense of like we decide that Fields is is can be a good quarterback this, this, with a great roster. What do you think we should do as a Browns fan? I just I hate resetting the decks. I hate going back. We like, we are Browns and Bears fan. There are no half measures with quarterbacks. Fields is not going to be it. I'm sorry. Like I watched. People are like, oh, just get like an amazing. I'm listening to, uh, I think like Simmons was saying this about the Pats and like, uh, like uh, they could just get a left tackle. I've watched the, maybe the greatest left tackle of the entire modern era, Joe Thomas. Like, incredible, insane. You know how good those teams were? They were complete disasters, and it didn't matter that we had the greatest left tackle of the modern era. It did not matter. You have to get a quarterback. There are no half measures. And it feels like Justin Fields is a half measure at best right now. So I know you would love to spread the talent around, but you just have to get a quarterback. The thing you might strike out. The thing that's killing me is like having the opportunity to pick Marvin Harrison Jr. and not picking him. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. that's what's killing me deep down is that we like we're probably you know we might end up one we might end up two I kind of feel like it's going to be two there's going to be just some bullshit game like last year that got us the number one pick last year that the Panthers are going to win and we're going to you know lose the number one pick but like the being one or two we're going to have the chance to pick Marvin Harrison and we're not and he's going to go down as like one of the greatest wide receivers ever. Like Probably that. not as doesn't sound as bad as Ohio State's ha- fans having Marvin Harrison right now and Kyle McCord trying to get him the ball, but I don't know. That sounds even more frustrating having him on your team and not having a quarterback who can find him. So, anyways, uh, let's get on with it. Football minute on Wednesday. We've got done Luke Donald. Any hero reaction? Tiger Woods is back. I People are lot. saying the swing looks. <laughs> Swin looks good. A lot of shoe drama. He's in foot choice. He's in prototypes. He's, uh, I don't know. He's talking about his health. Um, he's happy. He seems good. He seems chipper. Doesn't seem chipper about the framework agreement or, oh the, uh, or the announcement on June 6th. But uh, everybody with over-analysis of Tiger, I don't know if you need to come here for that, but he's back. So is JT, I, I watched, so is Zalatoris, others. Go ahead. I watched the press conference last night, yep. and I took I took notes. Okay, I think I there's notes yesterday I think, live. I think I think it's that you're positive. You got to be positive on the Tiger Woods playing front. Yes, I think Although, like it was. Uh, yeah, I mean all, everything. Everything's with a caveat here with Tiger, yeah. right? Like I think, as we just did your review, and we're all <laughs> yes. hyped about his Riviera performance last year. I like 
Of course we wanted to play well and be healthy. Go ahead. Yeah. So we got positive. Like, you know, after after the Masters, it's like, I don't know if he's ever going to play again. Yeah. And it from like it just sound, his he sounds more positive than ever than not ever, but like in recent years. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think from the playing standpoint, that is a very positive. I think from from the PGA Tour business standpoint, it was extremely depressing. So, which one do you want to dive into first? Let's do Tiger. Let's do Tiger's health positive. Okay. We'll do let's do positive first. I think the bigger news, quite honestly, is is the frame as the PGA Tour deal. I do, but we've already Tiger's probably faster. Can I do a mini flashback Friday? Whip whip, I don't know, look back All Wednesday. Right. I went to his hero press conference in 2015. You know, this was I've been doing these hero press conferences it feels like for, you know, a decade. You went to it? No, I went to the quotes. Okay. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to the. I you went to the and, hidden Bahamas. giggle in the Bahamas. How about the you know, raised purse and how they, they're just holding five million, holding hero and uh, doctor. What's his name? Moonjal, Power Moonjal, <laughs> Doctor Moonjal. They're holding them over the barrel. Why did you raise the purse? I I just with the landscape of golf changing, we had to. <laughs> the landscape. What? It's a December here. What landscape? This There's is 18 awesome, like, players. There's 18 players for world ranking points. Tiger comes in last. He goes up 300. Like uh, the buddy ball. Buddy ball can't get a Ryder Cup point, but it can get world rankings points for you know free. What I'm, what I'm not- buddy ball. It's a Burns, Scheffler, Tiger, JT. It's buddy ball for world ranking points. What I'm most together. excited to talk about is the is JT's uh, scrapping his diet. I think it's a perfect encapsulation of him. As a person, you and we'll get to that excited. later. All right, here's Tiger 2015. There's really nothing I could. This is not long ago. Tiger in 2015, hero. There's really nothing I can look forward to. Nothing I can build towards. It's literally just day by day and week by week and time by time. Where is the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. I've been asked this quite a bit. I don't know. I only because I really don't know. I really don't. There's no timetable for this, and it's the hardest mindset adjustment that I don't know. So where's the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. I listen to my surgeon, and I listen to my physios, and it's day by day, and hopefully that adds up to something, anything positive here soon. I think pretty much everything beyond this, 14 major champions or 79 tour wins at that point, will be gravy. If that's all it entails, I've had a pretty good run. This is the hero in 2015. Um, 2015, you think about what has happened. Right. If, if this is just gravy, you know, I've had a pretty good run, 14 majors. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. So I want to balance sort of the caveats with where we were eight years and thinking nothing, him saying nothing may ever happen again in my career and what's happened in those eight years. And that's kind of hero is a Rosetta Stone in a way for what could come the next year. Right. Whether, oh, he does have speed. Oh, he looks depressed. Oh, his back is going out again, trying to walk. Albany, a flat course. Like it has been a bit of Rosetta Stone for what could come. Oh, he has the chipping yips. Remember the chipping yips first crept up at this one in uh, in uh, Isleworth, right? That's where the, that led into 2015. So there is a little bit of a Rosetta Stone that comes from this. What, and what, what do you mean by Rosetta Stone? Like a language? Like a sign. No, a sign of what you could be I don't a even know what a what Rosetta comes. Stone is outside of learning a different language. 
If you said it like could four be a key times, to unlocking. I'm like, it could be, could be a key to unlocking the next year. Like it does could mean something for what could be coming next. It could be a sign or way to read the, the following year. There we go. Um, we, we learned what, Rosetta, so this what, time, what the real meaning of Rosetta Stone is. Not I, the, don't take the, me for that. Don't take me for my work. So this time he says he could play once a month. Maybe next year. Maybe. Best case scenario. A lot of people took it and ran with it as gospel. That's what's going to happen. But he said that's the absolute best case scenario, which would be Riviera players and then the three, uh, four majors in a row, um, which is great. It's great to hear that that is a plausible scenario. He doesn't seem to know. He's like, I'm just as curious as all of you are of how my body's going to go. I just so, hope he doesn't go play Tory. I've seen that that too many no. times. No. So oh, just hacking out of the rough. <laughs> And it's like 55 degrees and foggy. Glutes not activating. <laughs> Please. He like he, he seems gung-ho about playing it, though. Just like... What? Really? Well, I think he like... I don't... I think Tiger's got this thing where he equates like what used to be a great golf yeah. course for him is a great golf course now. And it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's completely flipped what, what's a great fit for Tiger. And yes. it's like he thinks that that Tory's still like, well, I've I've won a million times there. Bay Hill, I've won a million times there. I should go play there. It's like, no, please, please don't. Just So that's the health front. Do you have anything else you want to add on that? Best case scenario once a month. Um, yeah. So I um I loved the quip about like recovery, like deciding when he could play was like he he got through canning for Charlie. Like <laughs> yeah. That was the barometer. It's like amazing. I thought that was just like a. Uh, I was, I was kind of making fun of all the people that were hyping up. He's walking with Charlie. I was like, "You people are insane. Put in any weight in this." And then here's Tiger two weeks later saying that was. I was like, "Well, I guess I'm the idiot for making fun of those people." So uh, I, I love that. Um, I you know, it, I remember at one of our events, I played with an orthopedic surgeon um, in the spring last year, and it was like. He like it was right after Tiger's surgery and he was like, you know what? That surgery, I read up about it and I think it's going to fix what his problem is. Just judging. And it seems like that was spot on. Um, Now, like what he said is is a bit worrisome about like, well, well, it's just going to like put it into other areas like the knee or the back. And I just wonder, you know, it's like always like with him at this point in his career. It's like, how long do we get? And is there enough? Like, I think playing once in, once a month for him, if he can do December, you know, January, February, March, or like even February, March, April, is that enough reps for us to get a, you know, not just like a, a made cut at the Masters, maybe contenting? Is he going to be sharp enough? A made cut. If He's got that made made cut record. If he yeah. if he makes the cut, he he holds it himself, right? Right. I, I I don't. I think a made cut at the Masters is is easy almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it, like to minimize that, but I don't. I don't think he needs any reps almost just for him. But again, like you said, what what fits his game and well nowadays. I mean, Masters is one that he can at least make a cut, right? Um, based on how the cut works and his his 30 years there. So, uh, or 25, whatever it is. So, anything else on his health? 
you want to go through before we jump to his comments on his new, I don't know, board status? Um, I mean, we'll just see. I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> we'll see. Right? There we go. It's exciting. It is <laughs> you, great to have him back. Do you have anything else on Tiger at this point other than like, no! we'll see? Well, it's exciting. amazing. This is, yeah. this is the way it's been for the last three years. It's like whatever yeah. we get is is gravy. And we have no expectations, right? The one, the one quote I didn't even read from 2015 was like, I just want to be able to be a part of my kids' lives. And I can't even do that right now. And then I'll get to golf. And so, yeah, of course, anything that he's doing in golf-wise right now is great. Um, on the board, and this was another thing I thought about watching him. You have this guy whose basic entire life was to win major championships. A competitive, like, I am in golf to win major championships. I like his whole pursuit, basically his whole drive and purpose really was to win majors. And it was like that for a long time. And here he is now at 47, 48. And like all he's getting about his current role in golf are these questions about boards and investment opportunities and Saudi Arabia investment and Probably some guys who left who he doesn't like very much or like anymore um, and working with governance. It's like, I, I appreciate that he's taken on this role, but it feels like everything he's done for the tour, he shouldn't have to put up with this bullshit when he's 47, 48. Um, but maybe now's the time to do it anyways, if he's not playing every other week. So it's just, I, don't, I can't imagine he thought he would be here at age 47, 48, after all he's done, having to wrangle with this and having to have this big a, a portion of his plate be encompassed by this. So that Try, was it. That was the big part. He's got to make sure that never happens again. He seemed quite pissed. I didn't realize we never we hadn't heard from him since the merger announcement, quote-unquote merger. Um, framework. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Bullshit press, very, bullshit press the conference. Very loose, the loose handshake agreement. Completely insane, hastily announcement of three guys that just went and changed things. Um, he seemed extremely pissed. He's like, that can't happen. It was ridiculous. It was unacceptable, I think was the term he used. Uh, players need to be consult- consulted. Players should have been asked. Players should have had input before that was rolled out on June 6th. Seemed quite pissed, but that's water on the bridge. I, I go back and forth on this take here. We've seen this. Like, nothing can get done with players. They just go gossip. Too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing? Well, or... I mean, look where we're at now. It, it, it seems like they're at a complete standstill. Gridlock. It sounds gridlocked. And it's all because like they're trying to weigh all these interests. And I think like that's the frustrating thing here is like every different type of player wants something different. Right? Every class of player. Lanto and Lanto wants something different. James Hahn wants something different. Um, you know, I'm guessing that the, you know, the number 30 to 50 in the world in the in the world want something different than what Lanto wants and want something different than what uh Patrick Cantley wants and then the top 10 guys want you know what they want is like a they want to get paid gazillions right and 
I think like okay in a in a like a utopian world like putting together all of them in a room and having them talk about it is the right thing to do but it in reality like it creates this disaster of a situation that we're watching play out right now and I don't think Tiger's helping it like I listened to the like if you listen to the way what he was saying there are options many options I he, don't know it feels like he's contributing to the gridlock um, it seems like what he's really trying to do is preserve the status quo of the tour is get a big bag of money and preserve what keep it keep it the same way it was, which isn't gonna work. That's not nobody's gonna give you three billion dollars or two billion dollars and not put it, more like, money into the put John more money Deere into the broken system, right? Yeah, like sh- the reality make- I so it does, is a membership play, kind of organization I, no longer relevant for right now or no longer I I, where you have like equal weight in Lanto saying this. And I, I don't know. I mean, look what's happening right now. What are, why do they need to go get this money? They're running out of money. They can't sustain their business right now. And they want to go get a bunch of money and then keep running the same playbook. This is, it's banana land like you you get the money you get the money so that you can say we're completely changing the way we do this that's why you go get the money and i think what's what's frustrating to me from this perspective is just like if you look at the world of like of you just raising money right is like to me the players are dug in on like we don't want to lose control we don't want to lose out and like sure your piece of the pie might get smaller like percentage wise your piece of the pie might get smaller but if you do this deal that smaller piece of the pie is going to be worth exponentially more money if you can fix the product right now golf is not worth that much money but with like some smart tweaks, changes to how you run this thing, it could be worth a lot of money. And I think that's where I'm really, really frustrated with this is that like you got a bunch of guys, like the problem with the players having heavy influence is like what you do is you hire business people that that are know what they're doing. That And, and Jay's not a business person. Like, let's be clear. Like Jay's a... Jay's, Jay's best skill is is um, well, listening to complaints from players and making things right. Right, like he's what? Well, what are you talking about? He's at the CNBC. He's at the New York Times CNBC Deal Book Summit today as we record this. Along such titans as Bob Iger, David Zasloff, Kamala Harris, uh, Elon Musk, and then you have Big Jay Monahan. What Deal Book? What he can't get the deal done. So he is a he's a business person in that setting. He's going to stick out there. But go ahead. But need- like, yeah, my point is like, these guys are great at playing golf. That doesn't mean that they know what they can't look in a crystal ball and say the best place that they should go as a tour, where it is in in ten years. The, I, I don't. I agree with what you're saying. The problem, what you're proposing right now, is coming on the back of 
sort of the business guys or the attorneys well, they, taking they, control on June 6th. And so they're extra freaking pissed and chastised to hand reins over like that again to non-players based on how that was rolled out. It was it was a terrible rollout, but it was probably the right deal. Like I just I don't think they're gonna get a better deal. Like I I just see this going and this is crazy to say. I this is insane, but I honestly think lives in a better position than the PGA tour right now. I I uh the way I, don't, I feel I don't about think I'll the go direction. That far. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the PGA Tour is in a better position than Live. Like Live, at totally. least has like a listen. Like we contr- we contract players, they have like at least the structure of their league figured out and a, a way for their league to go up. I don't think with the current setup, if they keep the status quo of the PGA Tour, that it is a a league that can grow. I, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm not, I'm not too far off from what you're saying. I, I don't know if lives in a better spot, but yeah, I, I'm following you there. Uh, we're doing this year in review research and you're talking about tweaks about how valuable it could be. And like this Q1 of last year was like getting there kind of, right? It wasn't the full deal. It wasn't a full restructure. But like it was getting there and the tour was in such a strong position and had so much going for it week to week to week. And Liv was kind of floundering at Mayakoba. It was a mess. And there's all these rumors of guys asking for how do I get back to the tour, ways to get back on the tour. And yet somehow we're not even out of the same calendar year. And it's December. And I feel like, how have they bungled this so bad? How have they gotten to this point? Where they are, quote unquote, to quote Paul McGinley, on their back foot. When they, it was, it started so hot. There was a path forward. There was some glimmer of what could be, what was working, what doesn't work. How you could, quote unquote, take a competitor off the board or or bring Piff money into the game. And now we're at the end of the same year, and it's like, what the fuck did we just do? How are we gridlocked? How do we feel like Liv has a chance to to kind of pop us right now and really weaken us i'll tell you what happened smash signed graham mcdowell (laughs) that changed everything i I mean that's not a great sign for live i mean if they're getting guys or ability to get guys you're just kind of shifting deck chairs when graham mcdowell that's not very on a real serious note what happened was that they allowed this to go back into a committee decision and when you get all this input, all the input from all these players, I, I'll, you know how certain quotes stick with you forever, right? Like you'll never sure. forget things. I had yeah. a, I had a friend tell me that the Bulls ownership and organization have bad goals, and they can't, you can't work with teams with bad goals. Um, that sticks with me. Another quote that will, I'll never ever forget is Jeff Ogilvy talking about the pack and yeah, yeah. how he said, if you get if you get 12 of us in a room and put them there long enough, we can talk ourselves into anything. And I think that's what's happening here, is that there's just well, some like illusions. I think the other very big undertone, huge undertone here. 
The right path forward requires the PGA Tour to allow the live players back into the game. And I think that there is a deep-rooted, deep-rooted jealousy within the game of those players that went, got the bag, and they can't... All these guys are so jealous of that that didn't take the money. Yeah, they're, Are you going to let Jay Kokrak back with his $40 million or whatever it was? They're insane. There's this insane jealousy that will not, that's getting in the way of making the right deal for the PGA Tour. The, I kept hearing Tiger say, the goal is, what is, it was, quote, what is the best deal for the players? What's the best deal for the players now is what they're, what they're perceiving this around. Not what the best deal is for the players in 10 years. What the best deal is for golf as a whole. This is a huge part of the golf ecosystem. What's the best deal for golf in the future? And the best deal for the ecosystem of golf is getting everybody back together. It is just, there's, it's unequivocal that these two tours are detrimental to the professional game. Like having these two, two competing tours is, is great for leverage for Pat Cantlay. It's great for those guys that got the bag of money, but for the long-term health of the game of golf, it, it's not the best deal for the players. It's not the best deal for any stakeholder in golf, but in the short term, they're trying to, what they're trying to do is they're trying to re- reward loyalty. And, and by doing that, they are just missing what the, what the right, deal is to make Not from a the business for the trees. yes right they Emotional, are stuck uh, the, the present emotion is is kind of hindering the long-term view of or what or the long-term disaster potential long-term disaster and this is um, the problem with having so much power with the players is that they aren't thinking through this clearly so you have Jordan Spieth's quote on this. Uh, there's some kind of like non-negotiables I think the players of the PGA Tour should have, and I'm not sure that could be met with the PIF, and maybe it could, and I'm not sure. And that has um, to be so the live thing. Reintegrating live players. And so what this speaks to me too, like there's the membership organization and players having, like it's hard to herd cats in that way, and I can't fault them for being emotional and upset about the guys getting the bag and being pissed about what, like you can't, you can understand that perspective. And these committees having this Ogilvy quote, 12 people have, you could come up with anything. So there is that sort of structural weakness in terms of decision-making. So that's part of it, but also it's like a vacuum of leadership, a vacuum of really strong leadership, quite honestly at the tour. And that's what allowed this to break away at the start. You could understand. I think you can be legitimately upset at Jay Monahan if you're a player by saying, these guys go get the bag. They're never welcome back. You are sticking. We are going to win. We are going to win. They're done. This is toast. Like not being more proactive to never to avoid the breakaway. Right. Like, so there's two things going here. You have like a membership organization that has its weakness with all the players having voices and equal weight. But with that, you also have to an incredibly strong leadership. And there's been sort of vacuum of leadership at the worst time. Or I don't strong want, leadership, I would say. I don't want this comparison to be like uh, misconstrued. I'm just trying. I was just trying to think of the, a comparison of this, like in a in a sense of sports. Like, okay, like if you're if you're a fan of a team and one of your players leaves in free agency 
so it goes somewhere else. Like you're hurt, right? It hurts. It's it's not great. But like if the player is good and wants to come back, you you get over it and you bring them back no matter how much it hurts. And I I think like I don't want to go I don't want this to be misconstrued because this is like going to breakaway league and everything like it's it's a little bit different but it's similar. But it's like LeBron leaving the Cavs. Right? I'm coming like, home. Like, no, no, we're good. We're good. With just Kyrie and whoever else. So I don't want you to come back. Like, what? I'm coming yeah, home. Right. Like the PGA tour is more valuable as as we love to make fun of Bryson. We'd love to to we you know, the PGA tour is more valuable with Bryson and Brooks. And DJ, like, this is why I'm saying your piece of the pie is worth exponentially more with those guys on the tour. Mm -hmm. All these guys are trying to make a business decision, but they're allowing their emotions to get in the way. And it's jealousy. It's jealousy. And and it's it's rooted in, I can't believe I didn't take the deal I had. And they yep. did, and and the the fact that they could be just integrated back in is the sticking point that's going to kill the PGA Tour. It's jealousy, and there's also anger, distrust with their leadership that's allowed this to happen. That's allowed them to be in this point of having to take these guys back, like and, and we we give them to leave in the first place. We give Jay a hard time, but he saw that and he made a deal. He tried to make a deal that brought this this back. Like I think that's like the thing that sticks with me is like I've been more critical of Jay Monahan than probably anybody on the planet. But the, he actually recognized that, that, that he needed to get the game back together and that this money in the, for the long term of health of the PGA tour was the way they had to go. Yep. The bitter pill as well. It doesn't sound close. Deadline's four or five weeks away. Tiger says it's murky. It just It's not going to get done, which is fine. The deadline's like self-imposed. It's not like the world ends on December 31st. But um, I think like the, the issue is close. we talked about Rom going. Like what if Rom goes and four other players go? Right? Like this Can't is lay. the problem. Like, you're, What's Cantley doing? Walking just, around. People, he's, he's out of the hero taking meetings or something. I don't know with who, but yeah. People, someone said he thinks he's the master of the universe at all times. Someone texted me that today. So he's out there. I don't know. Yeah. It's precarious. It's almost like somebody should start another golf league to compete with these two two golf leagues. If you could just get wrangle another billion dollars. Triangulate them. We have the best of both worlds. Just come to us. (laughs) This is this is where you there's the uh, the situation is still very in flux and maybe there's room for another competitor. But anyways, all right, let's move on. I don't want to talk about let's, this Let's anymore. do JT. Let's do JT's diet. That's going to be a very fun, uh, very fun kind of catch up with JT's diet. But let's first, this is I the, don't know. It's maybe the year of Adam Shupak. And it's the year maybe he slimmed down. Maybe he slimmed, maybe he slimmed down and needs some new clothes, JT. If, or maybe he's thicked up. Maybe he's thick boyed up. I don't know. I haven't read the article. I'm eager to get to the details that so delighted you. But if he needed some new clothes or any of you need some new clothes around the holidays, you go to bdraddy.com. Use the promo code SGS30. You get 30% off. 
they've got a great sort of holiday gift guide for different, you know, the athlete, the active person, the lounger, the cozy, you know, lounging around the fire on a Sunday like watching they football should, they or whatever. Should have you uh, contribute for the for the four kid dad? That should be that should be that should be a category on the gift guide. The busy I was dad. I was the the busy dad. Unofficial, unofficial model of uh, my kid's school annual fund. We had to write the like cover letter for it. And the picture, big picture family, we're on the sideline of a game. There I am. B-dratty uh, Lawrence vest and a B-dratty uh, Proctor hoodie. Double layered up with the B-dratty zippers. People were making fun of me because we're on the cover. It goes home in every backpack. But yeah, there you are. I was the unofficial model, B-dratty model for my kid's annual fund brochure. Uh, when they, they sponsored could, us, they had no clue. That. No clue they would get that kind of reach and exposure. <laughs> Little Catholic school in Maryland. There you go. Uh, but yes, this versatile stuff, it's all comfortable. And there's great thought that goes into it. That's one of my kind of sticking points of working with these, these, these people. We know Billy. We know the people who run the company. They like give a shit about each product. They care. They think about this in the way you're thinking about every little bunker or mowing line. It's not mass produced in a way that... I don't know, maybe a, some other name that just stamps his name on everything and who knows where it's coming from or if the guy ever saw it or designed it or thought about it. Uh, we know these people who put their kind of brain power into all these products from boxers to a bunch of different layers, different prices. Obviously, the bread and butter are polos and quarter zips and, and, and pullovers for golf. But uh, this time of year, I think it's really versatile, whether it's lounging or, or going out and not looking like a total scrub. So go to bdratty.com, use the promo code SGS for 30% off. They've been incredible supporters of ours, allowed us to really get to this point uh, in the SGS, I don't know, five-year run. All right. What is this JT article? You said it encapsulates JT. He's off. Or he's back on gluten and dairy is all I saw, right? Is he is he blaming this for tumbling to 70th in the FedEx Cup or whatever it was in the world? Is is gluten is the dietitian the problem? I mean, this is just incredible. This is like, I this is a year of Adam Schupack just getting people to just talk. I just love this. All right, I'm gonna read some of this article for you. Chalk okay. it up to a failed experiment, but credit to Thomas, the two-time PGA Championship winner for leaving no stone unturned in his quest for greatness. But living gluten-free and giving up his guilty pleasure of pizza only resultant in being a glutton for punishment. He failed to make the FedEx Cup playoffs and dropped from 8 to 27 in the world. Here's JT. It wasn't exactly during my best stretch of golf, so I would... I would say if I had it over, I would not do it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't really give 50% too much. I feel like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to want to know how it is. This is like this is like when you're in a job interview and they ask you what's your like biggest weakness. It's like <laughs> I, I try too hard on some things or like <laughs> what is it? Like I overcommit, I have too much attention to detail. <laughs> Can't delegate. Like what does that mean? I don't give fifty percent. So why All did right. he do this? Why did he do this? This gets to the root of the problem. Why did he why was he searching for something? Thomas, who turned thirty in April, explained earlier this season that he noticed his energy level was low when he competed in extreme heat. So he decided to do some blood work and food sensitivity tests. I think this is a smart idea, right? Like, yeah, applaud somebody. Sure. For, 
So, which resulted in him committing to follow a diet prescribed by Dr. Ara Zupia, chief medical Supaya. doctor. Arya Supaya, Supaya, the doctor Supaya. to the stars. He's everywhere. The guy's <laughs> around more than Blocky. He's in every right, team whatever. room and on Golf Channel. Arya Supaya. Yeah. Arya Supaya, chief medical uh, uh, doctor for NBC Sports and Golf Channel. <laughs> what does that uh, mean, even? Go ahead. I was supposed to go six months of dairy-free and a year of gluten-free. I think the six months was right when I was over in uh, the UK for the Scottish and British. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, going to start this back up in the middle of a tournament because I didn't know how my body was going to react. Literally not having anything for six months. After there was a chance my body... Uh, I thought there was a chance that my body would freak out. After shooting about 400 the first two days of the Open Championship, when I got to Minnesota, I got a gluten-free... I think this he meant a gluten... Like a, a pizza with gluten. A gluten-free yeah. pizza like on Monday or Tuesday. And I swear I could have cried. It was so good. So I'm guessing that was a... Cried. That was a misquote. It wasn't you a gluten-free. got a gluten-heavy. gluten heavy. Yeah. Gluten... Yes, gluten plenty. Okay. So it's like, okay, I'm playing bad golf. It is because of this diet. This diet is, is the reason I can't keep the ball on the planet. Not I to mean, mention, there were rumors of like, like hip why, injuries, rumors of swing changes, rumors of a bunch of stuff. Going why, on. Why, why, he did, why he did the diet was for extreme heat. And he makes this decision at the Open Championship. That he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Minnesota in July, whatever. Not to mention the yeah. guy said do it for a year. He didn't do it for a year. He did it for half well, he a year. He won 100%. If he won 100%, does it count as a full year as opposed to going 50%, which he doesn't do? He said he doesn't do things 50%. Um, so, and honestly, I just slowly implemented dairy again the next two weeks and I didn't feel any different. Like, you which is so which is I was shocked to be honest. I was pleasantly surprised. I call Ara, who I've been working with. I'm like, I'm having gluten. I don't feel any different after having this again. So I'm going to have it and see how it is. And here we are. Like he didn't so, know there was a problem. He goes to the doctor. The doctor says, do this. He's playing bad golf. Fault. He's playing bad yeah. golf. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm screw this. I'm going back to it. Somebody else's fault. <laughs> it's Gluten's fault. Dr. Ara's fault. I mean, I get it. You're you're searching for something, but you know I mean he's probably gonna have confirmation bias. He's gonna play better yeah. this year because he, you know, he's gonna have a better he's one year. Of the best he's players a good player. In the world. Yeah, he's a good player. He had a bad year last year. It's hard to get you know, I doubt he's gonna play worse. So <laughs> he can look back and, uh, you know, affirm that it was the gluten after he, you know, does well this year. So um, that's your JT minute. You froze on me. Uh-oh. Did my internet go out? I hope I did go out. I think I lost you. Um, that's JT's diet. You were very excited to do that one. Um, All right, back. back. I lost you. Back. Yeah, I lost you. I, I was just talking to myself there uh, for a minute. My Comcast has been a mess lately uh all right jt's diet anything else zalatoris back good to have him hero um i don't know I'm curious to see what he does let's do a schedule for the week who do you think's rustier zalatoris or tiger game within the game tiger 
Tiger's not. I mean, it sounds like Zalatoris has been playing a lot of good golf. He just can't play like more than three days in a row. Um, so, but we are getting into like worst ball 66 season with some of this stuff from Tiger at the Taylor made shoots and his speed numbers. We gotta, gotta, I'd, I'd love him to be great again, but we gotta, we gotta chill. Um, all right, let's get to schedule for the week real quick while we do this on Wednesday, we have the hero world challenge. They expanded their coverage. You know, it's Peacock golf channel. It ends at four 30 and five on golf on NBC on Sunday. We had a press release. <laughs> For them to announce, pat themselves on the back that, hey, maybe we should go on the air when Tiger Woods is playing. So they've expanded their coverage on uh, Peacock. I think it's starting at like 1130. It's great for them to do that for golf fans. You know, they made I don't have the details, but yes, they're coming on earlier than originally planned on Thursday and Friday. Um, Elsewhere, the Australian Open included notables. Michael Block, who I'm reliably told by our friends down under... (laughs) Apparently, the folks on the ground in Australia are calling him blokey, as in bloke. I don't. They don't. I don't know if it's a direct mispronunciation or unintentional. But people at the lakes, I believe, I was told from the ground, everyone's calling him blokey. So Michael Block, Matt Jones, Min Woo, Cam Smith, Adam Scott, Neiman, Bobby Mack, Scrivener, and Nick Hardy are notables there. A bunch of bunch of uh, uh, other notables. Kit Biddle. Got got Cam word. John, Josh got, Younger, go ahead. Oh God. Got word go from uh, someone on the ground last week that Cam Smith looks bad, like looks out of shape, just uh, not. Like he got a hundred million dollars or whatever. Yeah. It was. Like he got a bag and just. <laughs> this is so uh, this is someone that's seen some good golf in his life. I'm going to run notables. We'll do that Friday, uh, and then elsewhere we have the South African Open. I believe that is on uh, uh, that's on Golf Channel first thing in the morning. Coffee golf. We have Dylan Frugal Fratelli made the trip. I don't know who paid for it, but he went over to South Africa. Christo Lamprecht, Hot Charles, Meet Dean Burmeester, and Chris Moss, among others. Dan Brown is there. Uh, event of the week. Event of the week. The Australian Open. All right, we got South African Open. You're going with Australian Open. All yeah. right. All right, so that we'll do more notables on Friday. Event uh, of the week is else? any any event that Blocky's playing in. That makes sense. We'll talk more on Friday. We have For a bunch Blokey. of news to clean up. Burn Viesberger's right back on the DP World Tour from Live. Is he, he has done? Own, he has, Did he lose his contract? I think he just wanted to go back, and they immediately let him back. It seems like he paid his fines and stuff. It's not like he didn't. He just walked. So he's the done door, with Live. Yes. He's reinstated DP World Tour. Sounds like he missed it. I don't know. Um, but he had letterhead. He has his own logo. The cheeseburger has his own logo. B- some BW type script deal. People were pointed out. Oh, uh, wait, Burn Wiesberger. So. I misheard you. I was yeah. thinking Dean Burmeester. No, Burnt Cheeseburgers back on the DP World <laughs> Tour. He just left. He's left. So he wanted to come I mean, back. What do you think the they fine, kind of let him through. What do you think the fines are? What do you think the fines are? Know. Do you think they're like slow play fines? I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's not a great deterrent if they just let him right back. You know, he's starting 2024 anew. He's back on tour. You know I what? I wouldn't say that's the biggest stick. You, you know what? Go ahead. DP World Tour is a lot better today than it was yesterday. The cheeseburger is back in his logo. Honestly. Does Burned Weesburger need a logo? <laughs> no. 
but he's he's probably one of the i mean he's one of the 20 20 biggest names on the dp world tour in terms of like a regular dp world tour player right would you agree with that i mean maybe (laughs) maybe yeah i mean you're talking about like this this quarters he is around here yeah the cheeseburger the cheese. I mean, he was almost. He almost won the race to Dubai a couple of years ago before he went to. Live. He's a great player. I, yeah, he's a good player for sure. He's very successful over there. I mean, the he's better. He's a better major. player than Bobby Mack. No offense to Bobby Mack. Well, he had to get his status up with Valhalla back on the schedule. He's got to go get some world <laughs> ranking points. Where he's he's where he's feasted. He's going to be in the final group of Valhalla again. All right. Last but not least, Paul McGinley looks like he's taking over for Zayner, at least in a temporary role. So we're going to get uh-huh. a lot more metal. metal. <laughs> yes yes he's gonna be doing he's i think he he's the main guy out, at he hero came out on his back foot <laughs> i'll tell you brandon you know that's, <laughs> it's a lot about the swing speeds and the athletes but it's also about what's in your heart in the metal it's it's about who, the man in the arena when you walk out it's not that's not sometimes what's in your heart not what's on the track man brandon uh all right uh, bad bad uh, bad uh, uh McGinley, love but he, love love Paul McGinley. Great to have him. He's got to go speak to Bob Roteller. You know, get him in the gym <laughs> with Roteller. Get get him on the couch with Roteller in the gym with Joey D or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. He loves Roteller. All right, everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back Friday. Clean up. We got a bunch more news. We still haven't touched on Pip potential rollback. We got going on the the framework agreement. We'll talk more about it Friday. Do some uh, golf advice. We'll be back to a normal golf advice. I think on Friday. And then probably get your review going again next week. If you got any more golf advice, sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com. All right. Talk to you on Friday.